Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Googly Podcast, the Googly Mine Aid Podcast, as you'd say, with Kyle and Brushy. And uh, it's a great result and performance at Old Trafford. Um, United were simply scintillating in the first half and really should have battered Everton by four or five today. But as is typical of United this season, um, the goals were lacking and we only ended up winning 2 0. Um, this is why we have a goal difference of plus seven. Um, when all the teams around us have much more than that. Um, so i got to say, I'm pleased with the performance. Um, just disappointed we didn't score more goals. And it was one of those kind of afternoons. Um, so how did you see it, Brush? Yeah, absolutely. It was a scintillating performance in that first half, like you mentioned. Um, I was quite apprehensive going into this one, actually. Uh, the short turnover from the Brentford game and the fact that we don't usually do that well in the 12.30 kickoff. Um so, yeah, the way we started was amazing. Um, yeah, like you say, we sh- should have put them to bed in the first half, really. So many chances created. Wan-Bissaka, I mean, it was probably harder to do what he did than it was to find the back of the net. Um, apart from that one chance that Sims had, I don't think they really tested us either. Um, lots of positives. Uh, I know De Gea has come in for some criticism in some quarters for his distribution. Uh, some of the balls to Anthony today I thought were superb. Um, and he really should have done a bit better today. Um, you know, he had one or two chances. He, he was an absolute menace down that right-hand side, uh, getting one-on-one with the keeper and that. What did you make of it? Yeah, there's so much to discuss there, um, like you mentioned. Um, Wan-Bissaka, that's definitely miss of the season. I mean, what was he even doing in that position? You know, if all the people for the rebound <laughs> to fall to. <laughs> yeah, it was unfortunate, isn't it? He's one of the least, uh, you know, least likely to... That, that you wanted to fall to. Um, I thought he did really well, actually, to stay on side. He did the hard part well. Yeah, just didn't execute the, the finish. But, yeah. You know, before we got the first goal, this this game was starting to remind me of Portsmouth in 2008. Just mm. chance after chance after chance. It, uh, and then... Do you know what? <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because that is exactly what it reminded me of because we absolutely bombarded them that day. And at the end of it, I was scratching my head as to how the hell we lost. Well, thankfully, it wasn't one of them days today. We, we eventually yeah. got the breakthrough through Scott McTominay. And today, Scott was giving it away quite a lot in midfield, as he does. But he seems to be lethal in front of goal, like we've seen for, for, for Scotland recently and today mm. for United. Is there a case to be made for Scotty to go up front? What do you think, Brush? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sold on that just yet. Um, and talking of that, uh, it's a fantastic time for Martial to come back. I just hope that he stays injury-free. I heard the commentator say something like, um, I think it's been 26 months since he completed 90 minutes. Um, so that tells you all you need to know about him. Yeah, someone in my company was saying that uh, Martial coming back uh, is fantastic uh, right now because of Rashford seems to have a hamstring injury, which is a disaster. Um, yeah. But my comeback to that was Martial could be injured at any moment. It could be in training, it could be in the warm-up, <laughs> and it could be during the game. So not getting my hopes up on that one. Great to see Martial back on the score sheet, though. Um, if he could stay fit between now and the end of the season, then that'll be a major boost to us with or without Rashford. So absolutely, even as a super sub, really, if he can, even if he could just give us half an hour um, in in games, he's a player that can be impactful. Uh, but yeah, injuries is the main thing, isn't it? Otherwise, I think we all know that he's probably the best we have. Um, the alternative being Weggy. 
Yeah, I, I think if Weggy and Martial are on the bench, Martial's always going to come on first, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Weggy only come on when Rashford pulled up. Um, you know, uh, a 2-0, I think he should have taken Rashford off to protect him, and he, he kept him on, and he's ended up getting that injury. Who, mm. who knows how long he's going to be out for now? Um, and that's, that's the wrong time of the season to lose your most important forward. Um, but quite often, though, Rashford looks badly injured and then he comes back for the next game. So that Yeah, that he's quite resilient, me. isn't he? Um, the only positive I can take away is that, obviously, immediately he knew something was wrong uh, and he called to the bench. So I'm hoping it was a preventative measure. So it's not too bad, but time will tell, I guess. Yeah, even if he only misses one game, that wouldn't be so bad. Uh, yeah. But let's see what happens there. Um, but a real positive in, on the injury front is the return of Ericsson. And already was showing us class mm-hmm. in that wee cameo that he had. How brilliant is it to have Ericsson back in the team? Uh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Uh, this squad is built on that midfield of Casemiro and Ericsson. And that's the other positive as well. He's seen that, the last of his band now. So he's back in the fold as well. Um, yeah, it was lovely to see Ericsson. My only concern was that it's probably a bit too early to really see him. Because um, I know initially, I think they said it was towards the end of April, isn't it, that he'll be back. So he's ahead of schedule. Um, yeah, n- nice for him to build up match fitness and that. Um, in this game in particular, I did worry about Ericsson and Martial coming on because I expected Everton to be quite physical. And they were, I mean, uh, when it was 2-0, Everton were flying into some challenges and yeah. was, clearly there was a lot of frustration there. Um, but Ericsson, again, just spraying the ball left and right, just really what we missed. We uh, threw balls over the top. Um, just, just, he's just such a creative player. He's like a, he, he's just like our Modric, if you like. Um, oh, and just, I'll tell you what, Carl, how good was Tabitza as well in his further forward we're gonna, position? We're going to get onto it, we're going to get onto it, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so this is the last game of Casemiro suspension, um, and um, Ericsson is back. So, want to see them two partnering each other, uh, even if it's not uh, on Thursday night, then hopefully at Forest because, and then yeah. definitely for the the FA Cup semi final, we're going to need our best team against Brighton. Oh, absolutely, because Brighton, I, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that one. <laughs> yeah, I fancy them. I could be totally wrong here. Um, by the time the, 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 this day is over, I could look like a Wally. But uh, uh, Brighton, I fancy them to beat Spurs today. If I'm being honest with you, mm. um, could, could be totally wrong about that. But uh, let's see. Yeah, no, um, I, don't, I don't think you're very far off of that comment. I, you know, the way they're playing, it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit. Um, yeah. So. As you mentioned it, uh, Sabitzer playing at the number 10 for the second game in a row. Uh, I thought he was decent there on Wednesday, mm. but uh, improved today. Even he, he played even better, I, th- I thought. Um, I love that ball uh, that he played in for Bruno, where he had the header that was tipped over by Pickford. Um, yeah, and he, he obviously created that goal the other night for, for Rashford. Um, yeah, and it seems to be the way forward, um, because... Not only is Sabitzer excelling at number 10, but Bruno was excelling in that deeper role. I thought he was absolutely magnificent in that deep role today. Those balls that he was playing out to Anthony and Sancho were absolutely brilliant, weren't they? Very much so. Very much so. And we saw it against Brentford too, uh, when he was a bit deeper. And it's nice. Um, it's some of the things that we've been calling for for a little while. If he just you know, simplified certain parts of his game and showed a bit of discipline. And we're starting to see that now. So I think we have to credit the coach as well there with him. Yeah, he got player of the match um, by BT, um, Bruno Fernandes, and deservedly so. Um, 
he created a lot of the, those chances that you mentioned that Anthony had where he didn't put them away. Um, yep. A lot of those were down to Bruno Balls over the top. So, mm, interesting. Um, when everybody's fit in midfield, what is it going to look like? What positions are people going to play in? We know Casemiro will be the, the CDM, but who's going to play alongside him and who's going to play in number 10? There's lots of going to be lots of options now, isn't there? Uh, with yeah, yeah. Back. There's a lot of versatility. You can move people about. The only one, really, who's just one-sided is probably Anthony, isn't it? Everybody else you can kind of shift about. Yeah, that's the thing, Anthony. Uh, he's a bit. I think uh, Pickford had been watching clips of Anthony because he mm. knew that he was going to aim for the far post. Can he mm. not shoot to the near post for once? <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Against Brentford the other night, I was uh, I was well chuffed when he actually uh, went on the outside and put a cross mm. in uh, for McTominay. Yeah, it was a great shot as well. It was unlucky uh, to not test the keeper. And he did something similar in this game, Anthony. I think he, he, he crossed the ball with his right foot. I think it got a deflection yeah. of a defender. But in this one, um, I was just really impressed overall with the passing in general. Uh, just a little one-two touches. Very neat and tidy. Um, yeah, it was very promising from Sancho as well. I thought he looked very lively today. Yeah, and he got the assist for McTominay's goal. Um, nice wee uh, delicate ball in, into McTominay. Lovely weighted. Um, I think I think Sancho improve, improved today, but I think there's much more to come. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, but I think, you know, this is what we should expect from him. Uh, he's never been and is not going to be one of these wingers that just takes people on and beats them on the outside. But today, you know, with the one-two touch, intricate passing, the little cutting inside, that's that's his game. Yeah, and, and, and he likes to come central, doesn't he? Um, um... Yeah. And as we, uh, you know, as Ten Hag shifts towards a more possession-based game, I think that will allow him to uh, excel, and we'll see his best qualities. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Wandersaka, another really good game, I thought, apart from the the open goal miss. Um, <laughs> yeah, and even that, I mean, it, it's Wambi, isn't it? So how much can we really blame him for that? <laughs> Yeah, magnificent defensively, but I yeah. think he doesn't get enough credit for how good he is on the ball. Yeah, it's true. Um, I think it was once we were we took the two goal lead. It was you know as the game was dying down, like yeah, the little one twos and the way he was passing it around. Yeah, yeah, and the wee uh, chops to get away from the defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember he, he sat down Rodri in that game. I always remember that. He was doing, <laughs> he was doing I, a good today. I, I'll tell you what, Carl. Like who would have thought <laughs> at the start of the season? Uh, we'd be here with our right backs. I mean, if one of them moves on, I think it might be Dallow. You know, well, that's what I said on the previous show. Um, mm. If I had to choose one, it would be to stay. It would be Juan Basaka and move Dallow on. Yeah, only because you know, because he offers something different. Because we know how solid he is defensively. Um, and I know we've been. There's been a lot of links to Fringpong, uh, and from what I've seen of him, it's almost like having another winger. Like he bombs forward, <laughs> but defensively, uh, not great. Yeah, that's why I liked the the idea of having one Basaka and Fringpong because they're mm-hmm. they are exact opposites, um, yeah. and that would be a good balance to have. Um, in an ideal world, I'd love to just you know uh, unite them and turn them into one player, but that's probably asking mm-hmm. for too much. There's not too many of those around. Um, not too many of those. <laughs> I tell you, one who is a magnificent right back, and that's Kieran Trippier. Um, I think mm-hmm. he'd definitely be in the PFA team of the season in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, he's a, good, a really good all rounder. Um, yeah, very good. Um, 
very tiny prices what Newcastle got him for um, in that January transfer window. I remember that summer, I think we made inquiries, but Atletico quoted us the release clause, which was like 40 <laughs> yeah. million. And which the, money rid- in, the money in edit tax, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was ridiculous for someone who's 30 going on 31. Well, who was going on 31 at the time? <laughs> <laughs> Eagle-eyed football, thanks for beating Everton. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing all kinds of favours. We could do more favours next week because we're playing Forest. So let's see how that one goes. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. He, he, here's, the, the, here's what made me laugh during the week. I had a, a text from a Leeds fan saying, please beat Everton. So now Leeds want us to win. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> I never thought I would have seen the day. But, you know, uh, needs must it's, and all it's, that. It's so tight down there at the bottom of the half of the table. Anything can happen. Yeah, definitely. It's crazy. From like 13th to 20th, they're all in around like the, the same points. It's, it's madness. Yeah, it's absolutely um, mental. And talking of mental, this is a total sidebar, but can you believe that Frankie Lampard is back at Chelsea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. But uh, the, the world's gone mad. I think it's because they can't get their first choice options right now. And they've had the yeah, because I'll tell you what, I was, I, was, I was stressing when I heard that, you know, uh, Luis Enrique had flown in to talk to her. And then the next morning, it's Frank Lampard. Yeah, Happy I think en- I think Enrique will probably take over in June, though. Um, yeah, or... probably. But what what we have to do is uh, we have to hope that he goes on like a Oli type interim run. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and then Todd just uh, hands him a long term contract. Yes, absolutely. I'm all for that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. It's about time somebody else experienced that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So Sabitzer, yeah, at number ten. Um, I wouldn't mind him continuing in that role, but now as the options increase in midfield, it'd be interesting to see what he does. So with when everybody's Sabitzer obviously come in in January uh, to cover the loss of Ericsson, now they're both going to be available. Now and everybody in midfield looks like they're going to be available for the next game. Fingers yeah. crossed. So if everyone's available in midfield, what's your three? Who do you select? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's difficult, isn't it? All of a sudden, we have options. And it's so nice to be able to say that. Um, see, uh, it's probably too small of a sample size to judge, but I've been very impressed with what Sibitz is doing further forward. So I'd probably go um, Ericsson, Cass, and Sibitza. Mm. And then, but, but then that means you'd have to play Bruno outright. Yeah. Well, he's done that before, hasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. Because Bruno, you can't really leave Bruno out of the team. No, um, definitely not on today's evidence. No, no. So yeah, that that's the yeah. Otherwise, it would have to be. Well, I don't even know because <laughs> he's impressing in that deeper role now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, and there's there's so many games though we can rotate as well in midfield, which is great. I mean, that's what we hope, but Ten Hag probably won't see it that way. <laughs> but we find out who whose first choice is in the semi final of the cup at Wembley. Yeah. If everybody's available, it'll be very, very intriguing mm-hmm. to see what three starts that game in midfield. But as you say, he could opt for Sabitzer, Ericsson and Cass and then play Bruno outright out to, to accommodate them all in the team. Yep. So uh, there's plenty of options now. Um, but one area where there's not that many options is up front. Um, Marcial's great to have him fit and available and scoring today. Mm-hmm. Um Rashford's obviously got got injured now. We don't know how long he's going to be out. And and Veggie's been hopeless in, in recent weeks. He come on to replace Rashford when he got injured today. So 
yeah, if if Rashford misses a few games, um, it'd be brilliant to have Martial there uh, available and fit. Um, but Tin Hag doesn't seem confident at the moment that Martial can actually start games. Um, yeah, yeah, so- I don't think anyone is, are they? Um, yeah, all I can say is on paper, it's a fantastic time for him to be back. Uh, we could really use him. Um, but yeah, it's anyone's guess how long he stays injury free for. Just have to yeah, hope I- that he goes on a run. And it'll improve if he if he stays fit to the end of the season, scores a few goals. It'll improve his value mm. as well mm-hmm. uh, in the summer when we're trying to, because we're obviously going to have to uh, sell a few players to to raise money. Um, and he could be yeah, one definitely, definitely. And yeah, I think those... the con- the concern for me is obviously the wages he's on is ridiculous. Um, that paired with the injury record, I don't know how many people would be willing to risk it. I suppose where. Just to go back to the Alexis Sanchez uh, transfer, the mm. way Inter Milan compensated for a lower wage packet was to give him a longer contract. So I suppose mm. that is something that the uh, club in Italy, for example, could do. Also, I think we probably um, financed part of the wages as well, right? For the initial length of contract. So yeah. I know Martial's got like a year left, so maybe that could be a compromise if an yeah, offer think... was to come in. I think Sancho was, or Sancho, Sanchez was given a slight payoff as well, and then he was given an yeah. extra an extra year at Inter. Um, so hopefully, if Inter come in for Martial, for example, that's something that we could do with them. Um, yeah. So we can't be. I know people like him. I know there's a lot of United fans are big fans of Martial, and he can seduce mm. you when he's fit and available and scoring goals. He can seduce you as a fan, but we have to remember he's missed about two thirds of the season, and that's just not workable. Um, yeah, we, we need to move him on. I think. Um, McTominay could be worth money. Newcastle are interested. Maguire could be worth money because he's still an England international. So there are three options there to raise cash mm-hmm. in the summer, and all of them played today. And with Scotty, I've been hearing this week as well that apparently he wants to leave. Um, I mean, considering his age and that, uh, it doesn't surprise me. It, yeah. He's at an age now where he probably feels he needs first team football elsewhere. Yeah, if you're at Man United um, and you're only playing when there's injuries and when everybody's mm-hmm. fit, you're not going to get many games. But a team like Newcastle, who are also in the top four or after you, then it's a no-brainer really, isn't it, as a player? Yeah, and I know he's baby-faced, but I think he's like 26 going on 27 now. He is, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's like a fox in the box, isn't he? Um, you've seen mm. that in recent weeks for club and country. Um, mm. I, I'm not a big fan of him in the centre of the pitch because his passing range is just not not good enough. But yeah. when he's in the box, he's, he's dangerous. Um, so if Ten Hag was talking down the prospect of him playing up front, but if there comes a situation where we're desperate for a goal, you know, we could throw him up there. Don't like saucy dad. Don't be putting Maguire up front. Put McTominay up front. You know, that's what I would do if we're desperate yeah. in, in any particular game. I, I'll tell you two. what's worrying. I probably trust him more than Weggy to score. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's as a damn indictment on a guy who's a centre yeah. forward, but it, it's the truth. Um, Veggie's link up play is disintegrated as well, so he's not really offering mm-hmm. anything at the moment, which is why he had to be dropped for the last two games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we, we've done better since he's been dropped, yeah. We definitely have, yeah. We've got six points, which is exactly what we yeah. wanted, and we yeah, need two to clean in. sheets as well, which is a huge, huge bonus, yeah. Um there's a lot of fixation on De Gea is with his feet, um, which mm-hmm. it does give me the jitters anytime the ball is played to him, or when we start playing the ball out from a goal kick, um, that that worries me. But uh, I'm just some I, I, of the I, criticism I've I've come yeah, across this week though, Kyle. I think it's a bit outlandish. Yeah. Like that seventy yard kick the other night against Brentford. 
I don't know how people can blame that on him. Yeah, I think some people just made their minds up already about mm-hmm. the gear and they want they're sick of him and they want them to be moved on. And other fans yeah. lo- love him and want him to stay. I think I'm yeah, somewhere. No, in listen, the- I, yeah, listen. Yeah, I think you were about to say that you were somewhere in the middle. I'm, yeah, I'm probably yeah. there with you. Um, you know, as the game moves on and we know about these possession based teams and how the importance of distribution and uh, those things. But the thing is, for me, uh, there isn't an outstanding candidate out there that I'm just like, yep, that's the guy. Go get him, you know. And until there comes a time where we can do that, it's one of those where you make do because there's other fires to put out in this team. Well, it could be enforced because these contract negotiations are going are, are continuing for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, yeah, because he he's was... on three seven five, isn't he? And obviously, there's no way we can continue with that. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think what's happened is he's willing to take a pay cut, but United yeah. are low-balling him, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's one of those, really. Like, I mean, uh, I mean, if I was the club, I'd probably want him to be on about 150, but 150 is way too low. Uh, <laughs> too much of a cut from 375. Uh, I'd probably start negotiating around 200. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's a, still a hell of a wage for it's a still a hell of a lot of money, yeah. Still a hell of a lot of money. And with this contract, you'd have to, you know, keep in mind that you'd be looking to replace him at some point you know yeah and if these contract negotiations break down then maybe we will have to bring in another goalkeeper i think i can see this summer being very dramatic you know um in terms yeah. of income and down outgoings i, can I see mean it. a lot of it as well it depends obviously on what happens with the ownership situation i think that will determine a lot that will give us an idea of the budget and what we can expect in the summer yeah, absolutely. Um, but we still have to comply with the FOP regardless. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, even then, I'm not expecting like wholesale changes, which is why I think the likes of De Gea might stick around for a little while yet. Yeah, but there'll be, if, I, I can see Maguire, McTominay, and Martial being sold to raise funds, and, can, and maybe one or two others, and one yeah. of the right backs probably as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so what did you make of how Maguire's performance today? I thought he was all right today, you know. I thought he was all right. Um, it, it's one of those, isn't it? Like, he just doesn't look comfortable at times. When you see him, he looks like um, he's about to make a mistake. But I thought he did all right today. Yeah, I suppose at home to a relegation, a relegation threatened team, is it, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice type of game where you can bring in someone like Maguire. You yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was an able deputy today. He came in, you know, we, we kept everyone fresh and he, he did his job. We kept a clean sheet. I haven't got any complaints. It's just that, you know, sometimes on the eye, he looks a bit messy, some of what he does, but uh, effectively. Yeah, right. yeah, that's what it is. Uh, one or two of the pass, forward passes by him, I was impressed by. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, played some, uh, played a lovely ball out to Sancho at one point, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was good. I like that. I think from what I've been reading is that Ten Hag and the coaches um, admire Maguire's ability on the ball, but think that he's far too slow. And yeah, he's very slow on the turn, isn't it? That, that's the trouble. Yeah, you can't play a high line with Maguire in your back four. The, mm-hmm. there, there actually was an occasion in the first half where Avernon were on the counter attack, and I thought. I think Maguire ended up um, challenging whoever they are. I think was it a Wobie or someone? Um, I think he was very physical with them, and he was like he was pushing the boundary right to the limits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. He, he, he looked like he was about to spear him, and that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But 
it just bef- just in the build up to that incident, um, Maguire was being caught out for base, um, and it was mm. it was it was giving me anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he was. I mean, if he was any more physical there, and you, were, you went to the territory of a VAR having a look at it, you know, <laughs> he was. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm really pleased uh, with Malassia as well. With a, he's a, just very solid. He's he's just a a really good kind of seven out of ten, isn't he? As a fullback. Yeah, yeah, rock steady Eddie, and you need a few of those in the in the squad who just come on and just you know give you a certain level. Yeah, um, Graham Zunis inexplicably called Casemiro a steady Eddie, which is just complete <laughs> it, it, he... yeah, that's a bit mad because he's been one of the elites in his position for many years. Now, if he did, if if Sunis had said Malassi was a steady Eddie, I would have accepted mm. that. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be a fair comment. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, the only one. Listen, in the last sort of five to seven years, the only one I'll take over Cass is probably Kimmich. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka is the reason why we have Sabitzer in our team at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they have to play. Um, you know, yeah. I think. I think I've even heard, you know, rumors that there's kind of politics at play there as well, where the, the two mm. German internationals have to play, um, mm-hmm. and that's why you know we have Ran Gravenberch and Sabitzer haven't been getting that many games. But it's yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, that's an interesting situation as well in the summertime because I know Gravenberch was very highly rated, and he was the guy at Ajax who kind of replaced Frankie De Jong. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the situation with Gravenberch, um, if he would be up for grabs potentially, if he feels like he's not going to get game time going forward. And uh, Sibitzer himself might be available for a very small fee. Yeah, yeah, that too. So obviously, because Tuchel's there now, I guess we'll have to see what the plans are, because he might see Sibitzer in his plans. But he, as well, will come under pressure to play the two Germans in midfield, so mm. again, the same problem will arise. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully it'll be to our benefit. Um, I mean, I think the the Bayern only pay sixteen million euros for Sabitzer. Yeah. I imagine they'll charge us something similar. They couldn't justify charging us more, given that he's not a regular in their team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if that if he's available for that price, it's a no brainer for me. Um, yeah, absolutely. yeah. If that's the price, then yeah, brilliant. But I I am aware that they intentionally didn't put a buy option in. And I'm guessing that's because if he does well, then they can charge more, right? Yeah, probably. But even if it's only a little bit more, yeah, mm-hmm. it's still worth it. Um, yeah, so I'm really happy with what he's producing at the moment. Um, yeah, and there's a reason why he was Orby Ailes' captain on Baron signed him. You know, mm. I, I knew we were, going get, we were going to be getting an intelligent footballer. I knew we weren't going to be signing another Fred or McTominay. I knew he was going yeah. to have a bit of class about him. And that's exactly what we've seen. Um, so, absolutely delighted with the the, the performance today. Um, but just just a wee bit annoyed that we didn't get more goals. But mm-hmm. can't say I'm can't say I'm too surprised. And, and on that with Zabitza as well, I think uh, another thing I noticed: players who started out as wingers, uh, who then sort of convert more centrally, are quite intelligent as well, and they have a better understanding of the game. Yeah, and Schweinsteiger was one of those too. Yeah, yeah, Schweinsteiger was one of those. Owen Hargreaves was another one of those. And we signed them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was unfortunate with Owen because obviously, you know, Fergie's a bit stubborn when he gets an idea into his head. And we wanted him the year before he came and he picked up a serious injury and he stuck with it. Uh, I think he was hoping for another Van Nistelrooy type situation um, when when he failed his medical the first time around and we waited a year. 
yeah, it didn't it didn't work out in the long term. But mm. the, one, the one season where Hargreaves played an awful lot of games was the season where we won the the, the, well, Champions, the Champions League. League and the league. Yeah, he was yeah. brilliant. He was brilliant. It was really unfortunate that we didn't uh, get more out of him. Yeah, I think he even deputized it right back in in, mm. in that season as well. So he was mm-hmm. he was versatile. Um, so it's just unfortunate that his career didn't really last much longer than that season. It was yeah, real shame. Remember that game where, um, was it he started against Wolves in 2010, just out of nowhere, and then he mm-hmm. he, he pulled up and Bebe had to come on to replace him. Do you remember that? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's yeah. when he knew his career was over at that point. Yeah, listen, I knew it was over when he was doing uh, YouTube training videos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you remember that? Trying to get a contract. I think he ended up at Man City for like a season. Um, I'm not sure how, how much he played for them, but yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah, but I don't think he played that many games. I think he played like in League Cup games and stuff. Um, so Varane got a, another rest today. Um, I've seen that coming because um, he, he played two games in three days and you always want to protect him from muscular injuries. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. So that's definitely something we're going to look at in the summer as well, I think. I think Maguire will be moved on and because of age, we'll probably try and get someone younger uh, in the rotation. I think we might have to, we might be forced to sign a centre back this summer because I think I watched uh, that press conference where that Lindelof did when he was away with Sweden mm-hmm. and he seemed to be indicating that he wants to play football so that could be an issue again. Like he's another one; he's twenty eight now, isn't he? So yeah, he's probably thinking, yeah, you know, the next three four years I need to be playing first team. Um, so if, if Maguire and Lindelof moved on, then mm-hmm. we'd have to would have to sign someone one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely, um, and only links I've had so far, it's obviously very early days, is uh, King Ming Jay at Napoli. But I'm sure there'll be a lot of interest in him because he's having a wonderful season. And I hear there's a £40 million release clause. Yeah, um, and that that um, release clause is very low. Uh, yeah, in, in today's market, I mean, it's reasonable, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's why Napoli are desperate to open contract negotiations with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and from the players' perspective, I mean, I mean, Napoli are having a wonderful season, aren't they? They've pretty much wrapped up Serie A, and those, a few of those players are probably waiting around to see how they progress in the Champions League. Absolutely. Um, they can focus on the Champions League now, because they've obviously switched off a wee bit already. Did, uh, oh, the 4-0 against AC 4-0 Milan. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a shock. That come out of nowhere. I'll tell you what, it's going to be a spicy fixture, actually, because they play each other in the Champions League as well now, so... It'll be interesting to see how they bounce back in that one. They'll be going in for revenge in that one, that's for sure. Mm. I Napoli will be worth a bet now. If you're a betting man, they'll be worth a bet to win the Champions League. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, they won't get a better chance than this to get to, to get to the final. The way the draws have fallen, uh, they've got a very good route to the final. Yeah, because uh, Madrid and Bayern on the same half of the draw, aren't they? Um, yeah, yeah. It'll be nice though if someone on that their side of the draw wins. Uh, whoever wins out of Napoli and AC, it would be nice to see them go on and win it. Yeah, I'd love to see a brand new team like Napoli win the Champions League. Um, yeah, that would be nice. And if it's AC, I mean, obviously the her- heritage is already there. I think I'm just a little bit biased because I know Zlatan's there and it would be nice uh, for his for him to have a Champions League medal. Uh, yes, he's never won one. Imagine he's never won one. You've yeah. never won a Champions League medal and you win it when you're like 42. <laughs> 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 Listen, it all counts. It all counts. It'll be magical. Um, yeah, him and Buffon as well. Uh, Buffon's one that's never won it. Uh, I think the boat's passed for him, unfortunately. 
Yeah, it has. Does he still play at Buffon? Yeah, yeah, he's still playing. He's like 45, 46, but he's in Serie <laughs> B. He's in, he's, he's in Serie B with Parma, where it all started. Oh, yes, yes. Mid-40s, that's crazy. Yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom Heaton's injured at the moment, and Jack Butlin is the, 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 the deputy goalkeeper for United, mm-hmm. I've noticed. But I don't see any scenario where he's going to play, because... But hopefully not, Touchwood. Let's not jinx it. <laughs> because every game is important. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not like the group stage of the Europa League or you're you're playing in the League Cup quarterfinals against the League One side. There's no one of those yeah. games now. Every game is crucial. So I see uh, probably in barring injury, I see De Gea playing every single game now between now and the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's a curious case with Jack Butland, you know, because back in the day, I thought he was a pretty good prospect uh, during his Stoke days. Um, even on the cusp of, cusp of like the England squad. So I don't really know what's happened in his career because he's only 30 now. Um, 29, isn't he? Yeah, he, oh, yeah, yeah, he might be 29. Might be 29 going on 30. Uh, he's very young for a keeper to just be back up from where he was. Yeah, um, who knows what could happen in the summer. Mm. Um, maybe he might even get a chance. You just, you just never know. Um, mm. But... We could end up signing him permanently, even as a backup, because he. I'm sure. Oh, that could definitely happen if he impresses. Um, because I know his contract is actually up at the end of the season. Yeah, so it'd be there. It'd be available for free then. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he could be our new uh, league rod. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be aiming for higher than that. Like, um, <laughs> uh, just so some player ratings then. Um, these will be high today. I know. Um, De Gea, um, I don't think he was even needed today, was he? Um, no, no, he wasn't. He wasn't really tested at all. Six, then. Uh, Wan-Bissaka would get a 7.5 from me. Mm. Uh, Maguire, I'll give him a, a 7. Martinez, oh, brilliant again. You know, he's almost our best attacker and best defender at the same time in, in certain games. And <laughs> I think he's just... you know. You know how much confidence it gives me? You see, I hate it when we're passing it around the back. But you see, when he's in possession, I always mm-hmm. feel comfortable. Um, and I never think that he's going to give it away or play a sloppy ball. Um, so, uh, eight for Martinez. Malasia, a solid seven. Um, McTominay, a seven. Daphne for that goal. Um, Bruno, another eight for me. thought he was magnificent in mm-hmm. the centre of the park. So, Bitzer, probably another eight for his performance. Um, at number 10 um, I think we're going to see more of that Anthony probably a 7 um, everything but the finish today um, he needs to work on on uh, varying his, his shots rather than constantly trying to curl it into the, the far corner he can yeah, um, yeah I, I think that is something that he will develop you know um, and it will be interesting to see next season as well uh, maybe with a different right back playing behind him or with an actual focal point in the box. Um, you know, if he had somebody to pick out, it would be nice, even if he does like to cut in, to uh, maybe float one in instead of just going for that corner. Yeah, and Fringpong is mouthwatering, isn't he? Just how yeah. offensive he is. Yeah, um, yeah. He's, he's going to get goals as well as assists, that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so imagine him on the overlap uh, with Anthony. It would be uh, mouthwatering. Yeah, that would be quite something, wouldn't it? Because then, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you negate the fact that uh, that Anthony always likes to cut inside. If, if Frimpong's on the outside, it gives us that outlet. Yeah, uh, he could definitely be our Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, Frimpong, if he comes in. Mm. So, Anthony is seven. Uh, Jane Sancho, uh, 
Um, I'll give him a seven. Um, he got the assist. Um, an all round a decent performance. Um, not an electric performance, but no, uh, but a good good stepping stone for him. Uh, something he can build on. Yeah, hopefully there's more to come from between now and the end of May. Um, uh, or June. You know, the FA Cup final could be is in June. So if we make that, then our season's going to extend into the summer. Um, and Rashford. Uh, Probably gave him a seven for his performance today, and Forsy went off injured at the end. Yeah. Um. The substitutes didn't come on to. Well, Martial came on. He scored, so mm-hmm. he played thirty odd minutes. So, uh, he would get a seven for his cameo, and the rest of them didn't play that much. Although I have to say, Ericsson was really showing us what we've missed in the last few months, um, with that passing range. So yeah, very much looking forward to seeing him back in the starting eleven very soon. And Tin Hag would get a seven for today as well. Um, is he, he picked the he picked the eleven and the they went out there and did the job. And their the first half performance was probably one of the best of the season. I think the only first half performance that was probably better than that was Spurs at home. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, fun. absolutely. I, I was pleasantly surprised by that first half. I didn't think we'd take the game to them the way we did, uh, and the way just on the counter and stuff that they, you know, we were tearing them apart. Yeah, their goal was living a charmed life in that first half, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what, Jordan Pickford earned every penny of his wages this week. <laughs> yeah, he's a strange character, isn't he? Whenever, whenever McTominay scored, then he's sitting laughing to himself and all. I, I, I don't... Mm. I don't really understand him at times, but uh, yeah, he's England's number one, isn't he? Um, and uh, he's Everton's number one, and he could be available um, in the summer if Everton go down. Um, mm. There's lots ha- happening uh, down at the. I, I could, I, I could potentially, I can see him at Tottenham. You know, yeah. I think Lloris's nope. days are numbered. You're the second person to say that to me today. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just gonna take a quick look at uh, some of the. What's going on at the moment in the, in the Premier League? Obviously, we want we want Brentford to get a result against Newcastle, and um, we want uh, Spurs and Brighton probably a draw, and it is a draw at the moment. It's one each. Um, Lewis Duncan, Son, Young Men, um, West Ham are winning against Fulham. Oh, they need to win big time, don't they? Mm. And they were absolutely spanked by Newcastle the other night. Oh yeah, absolutely capitulation. And guess what? Chelsea are losing again. <laughs> oh, wow. Who are they playing today? Wolves. Uh, Wolves. Oh, wow. Are they at home? Is that, is that the bridge? Wolves at, at home. Um, oh, Wolves at home. Okay. Mateus Nunes um, with the goal. Nice. Um, and Bournemouth are winning at Leicester. Um, oh, that's a big That's a big game, that. Because, they're, yeah, they're both in the relegation zone, aren't they? Yeah, massive game. And Villa and Forest are still currently nil-nil. Do you know, have you heard the links? Um, now, this would be a romantic comeback that Martin O'Neill could come back to Leicester. Um, oh, wow. That would be a real throwback. <laughs> yeah, it would, not <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, he had a very fruitful spell at Leicester um, at the turn of the century. I, I'm pretty sure he led them to a League Cup as well. Uh, he did. Yeah. He this, did. this would have been back when he had like a very young Emil Heskey. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was and, always uh, quite a tidy manager, Martin O'Neill. Um, I don't Most, know how old he is now. I assumed I just assumed he probably retired. I think he's mid sixties now, at least. Okay, yeah, yeah. Remember, remember yeah. the Leicester team and Muzzy, is it? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve Guppy uh, um, and Lennon and those guys. Yeah, and Robbie Savage. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, 
he could well end up back there again. Like he's had, he had a good career uh, at Leicester. He obviously did well with them. They won the Aston Villa as well. He had a good little yeah. spell at Aston Villa. Aston, Aston Villa, they were they were very close to qualifying for the Champions League. Um, yeah, yeah, it was probably the best Villa I've seen. Actually, it was under him. Um, yeah, it was um, Ossie Young, Abonlahor, John Crew, James Stuart Miller. Downing. Yeah, um, it- and at one point they had Darren Bent as well, but I'm not sure if he was there for that or if it was after he left. But yeah. Yeah, it was it was a really good. T- they gave they gave us a really good game in that match where Makeda had to score the, the late winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Makeda had a knack for just scoring against them. I remember. I remember there was the dramatic one at Old Trafford where we picked up all three points, and then there was one at Villa Park. I think it might have finished two all. I remember uh, we went yeah. down two goals. Yeah, I think he scored and Vidic may have scored in that game as well. Yeah, it? yeah, and we brought it back. I think we drew in the end, but yeah, Makeda had a knack for scoring against them. Yeah, I think we were 2-0 down in that game and then mm-hmm. we drew two each. I think that was the season 2011, 2010-11, I think it was that season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Martin O'Neill and, and obviously at Celtic, he was fantastic, you know, he yeah. he, he won every, everything there is to win domestically, but he also got them to the UEFA Cup final against Porto mm-hmm. and they were defeated by Mourinho's Porto in that yeah, 2003 yeah. final. 2003, um, yeah. People dubbed it as the Henrik Larsson versus Mourinho UEFA Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> it was 3-2 after extra time. That was unfortunate because it would be nice to see like a team like Celtic winning a European trophy. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got history in, the, in Europe as well. Uh, I think they were the first British team, I think, to do the treble. That's right, yeah. And the first uh, under John died 67. Yeah, it was the year before we won it. Won it yeah, for the yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, yeah, they've got some pedigree, Celtic. So we've gone off on a complete tangent there. <laughs> um, so, so back to the present day. Um, just quick, quickly touch on the Sevilla game. What we we want to do something similar to what we did against Batis, don't we? we want to blow them away in the first. Absolutely. Leg. Um, I haven't seen too much of Sevilla, so I can't comment. Uh, I've just been keeping up with like their league table, and in the league, they're not doing that good. Um, no. Nope. So make of that what you will. Uh, we've beaten Betis, who are way higher up the league. So if that's any indication, uh, not they should be a walkover, but you know we should be beating them, is what I'm saying. Yeah, Betis are their rivals, as Robbie Keane would say. Um, <laughs> so another trip. We may as well just um, stay just in Spain, move to Spain. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, Se- and Seville in particular. Um, uh-huh. Last night they. They drew two each at home to Celta Vigo, and the two men sent off Sevilla. Okay. Unfortunately, that doesn't mean anything because yeah, this... obviously it's a league ban, isn't it? Unfortunately, that doesn't carry over. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Pap- Papa Gay and Marcus Acuna were sent off. Um, okay. So yeah, it's definitely a team that we should be beaten, if we're being honest about it, because they are thirteenth in the table. Um, yeah. We've already beaten first and fifth, so surely we can beat the team in thirteenth. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit of a scout watching mission as well. They've got a centre half who's twenty years old, uh, who's French, who I'm interested in seeing a bit more of. Um, he came from Bayern Munich, um, and I know Bayern's recruitment is quite good when it comes to young players. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out there. So, want to keep an eye on. That. I think his name is uh, Tangai Nianzu. Yeah, and and that would be a perfect. Um, rotational option for Verano Martinez, a young defender. Exactly, yeah. Someone who's raw and who doesn't mind being on the bench a bit and whatnot. You know, who you can yeah. take your time developing. 
Yeah, like the, a Johnny Evans or a Pique, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, and the fact that he's French as well, and then who better to learn off than Varane? Oh yeah, definitely. He'll take him under his wing. Yeah. Um, so we're up it up there for today. If everyone could please like the video, subscribe to the podcast, and comment more of your thoughts down below. And I will see you again next week, then, Brush. Yeah, definitely. Take care. Thank you.